Hey, Casey, mm-hmm. are you ready to do another episode of the podcast? You mean ready to do the next episode of the podcast? What's the difference? One comes after the other. The podcast is a separate thing. Welcome to the podcast. The talk nerdy to Dude. the me baby DVB. Well, we're talking about the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. The one, the only, the sequel to Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, we just watched Suicide Squad. This, Oh, yeah. Welcome to Talk Nerdy the to Me, baby. Suicide Squad. No, ow. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you. The Baby. Baby? <laughs> is this going to be a running gag? Uh, I hope not, but mm. probably. So hello. The problem. The. It only gets worse from here. Yes. Hi. I have had little sleep. But we watched The Suicide Squad yesterday morning. And did The like it? Thine did? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with pretty much no expectations and, you know, was pleasantly surprised. I think it was really fun. I had some expectations or just like I knew, I felt like I knew what to expect and I pretty much got what I expected. Yep. You got massive body count at the very beginning. And then some, like, fight scenes, some ridiculousness, some strange cases of emotion, and a tiny rat. So, well, if you say a tiny rodent, then you really can connect it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Which, there were a few. There were a few in there. I mean, yeah, we had uh, the guy, blue guy. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, Yandu, aka yes. Michael Rooker. Yes. Uh, there opens the movie. Yep. There was, uh, <clears throat> let's see. Apparently, the dude in the bar with the mustache was Josh Brolin. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It. There's Mantis. Can't confirm. There is Mantis. Uh, let's see. Not a specific Guardians connection, but a Marvel kind of throwaway. They had their own Hulk smash moment. They did. There's also Sean Gunn as Is, Weasel and, and Calendar Man. Was he Calendar? That's Man? who it was. It was Calendar Man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I? They should definitely do a movie on Calendar Man. He's super cool. Well, and now super they creepy. have to use Sean Gunn. I hope so. He could do it. He could. Why also, not? Also, Weasel is terrifying. <laughs> uh, you have Sylvester Stallone who was in Guardians too. Oh, as yeah. King Shark. And I think there was one or two others. Uh, Palm Clementif, I think is how you say her name. For Mantis, that's her mm. name. Uh, I think there was just, you know, someone who likes to use his friends and use the same people. 
and a very similar kind of, you know, things happen then bong kind of feel. What what was that? A bong. <laughs> what does a bong entail? So like, I think they're, they're and I guess it's just because it it's James Gunn. The transition style and the color palette mm. was very similar. Mm. Like that structure was very similar. And so I'm guessing that means that it's just a James Gunn thing and not specifically like a Guardians thing. Yeah. So let's talk a little about about some of that stuff cuz I really liked the the subtitles and the transitions. Those were really cool. Uh I liked some of the fight scenes and the, the fact that a big chunk of one of the fights was from the reflection of a helmet. That was I thought that was like a really neat choice. I also like that I know it's it's weird to praise subtitles, but hey, I like that they had built-in subtitles for the stuff that was not English because I get really really annoyed when people have people in a you know, in a different country. In a different country speaking either English like it's their like the language that they speak all the time when they're not speaking to like an English speaking person or they have them talking in their thing, and it just says the subtitle of speaking something else. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. So I appreciated that they were in Cordo Maltese, and so they were speaking Spanish. Or most of the Portuguese? people. Portuguese, too? Is no. it Portuguese? I don't know. I, I think it's Spanish. I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Portuguese, though, I found uh, Daniela Melchior, I guess is how you say her name. Ratcatcher 2. This was her first English-speaking movie. What? Yeah, and she knocked it out of the park. She was great. I let's, enjoyed her a let's lot. Let's talk about some of our, our favorite peeps, peeps in this here movie. I, the movie. The movie. Well, I liked The Ratcatcher 2 a lot. I really liked Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Yep. Uh, much more than I expected. Um, he got a lot of really good moments, but he's just a good actor. I mean, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is always good. She... She her part felt disconnected for a long time. Yeah, and then it was like a we gotta we gotta connect these story. Yeah, we gotta connect these storylines. I I love that part where they're like, "Oh, you were gonna rescue me? Rescue me? Oh, I can go back in if you want to go back and do it." It's just like that was your first mistake, thinking that you needed to rescue Harley. Indeed, and I liked her fight sequence a lot. Like, yeah, and I'm sure we'll get to that kind of stuff but character wise i also like i'm just a big fan of king shark yeah king shark is a shark he's fun uh whether he's played as like super smart or super dumb i just enjoy king oh shark. you know who i so really liked was polka dot man oh yeah though i hated the polka dots like the 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 disease part <laughs> yeah everything comes with something it's like and... really colorful pustules yep and i just didn't like that feeling i didn't like there's a burning of the birds. Oh, yeah. That was, like, the big thing I didn't like. Uh, I enjoyed Rick Flagg more in this movie. I remembered him from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is saying something for you. Yes. He's a little blank face for me, but, you know. Yeah. Well, he got stuff to do, and they made him a little a little funny. He could crack a few jokes. Yeah, and I liked that he wanted to rescue Harley. Yeah. Like... And I like that it was just, it seemed like a friendship and like a camaraderie. Cause and like, like, we've saved the world together before, so, you know. Yeah, it implied to me that um, he and Harley had probably been on more missions at this point together. Yeah, probably. It just, I'm glad that it seemed very much of like a, you know, uh, 
in this fight together rather than try to it didn't feel like romantic yeah. or anything thankfully I, I i didn't need that so i'm glad it wasn't that way it just felt like a yeah we're friends yeah. and we look out for each other yeah and while i wouldn't put rick flag as like one of my favorite characters he is on another of my list of things for this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's probably on the same list for me yeah uh well let's go ahead and talk were, were there any other like standout things that you wanted to to bring up i mean that fight scene Harley's fight scene. Yeah. Is like hands down probably like my favorite thing. Yeah, it was it was probably like one of the coolest parts visually. And it to me made it tie into Birds of Prey. Yeah. Because it felt very Birds of Prey y with Harley's general phantasmal kind of hallucinations of life. Yeah. And I like that it one of the what it told visually is that, you know, while she has no problem killing people, I don't think it's something that she, you know, and she she enjoys letting loose. But I don't think that, like, that whole sequence kind of tells you that I don't think she's, like, actively trying to hurt people. No. And, bet... you know, she has definitely has places where she draws a line and, you know. Kids. Yep. And that's. But not. Hot men who are red flags. Oh, yeah. That was. That was also great. I love. Yep. I actually really loved that mm-hmm. by the fact that she's like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna kill this person. I was supposed to, but I kind of feel like I should anyway. I mean, I can get some. You know, I can probably get laid first. Yep. Let's yeah, let's do that first, and then I'll kill him. Yeah, and, like, and he's starting his monologue about how like da da da, da and just boop. Yeah, <laughs> there's <And>, your boop. <laughs> yeah, and that I like that kind of storytelling where like, oh, it makes total sense that this happens, but you. You do it at an unexpected beat. Yeah. And you make for a lot of good surprise and, like, hilarity and different kinds of things. I like that, you know, it seemed like they were trying to set him up as... The bad guy. The bad guy. And then it was just immediately, nope. But then as soon as it happens, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yep. That was fun. So it was was one of those really quick roller coasters that you have fun and would do again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, much like the movie. I mean, it flew by pretty quickly. It did. I think there was maybe one part where I was like, where are we in this movie? Yeah. But for the most part, it didn't really drag. Yeah. It just kind of kept kept going. Yeah. The, the switcheroo in the beginning, where you find out there's a second team, Yeah. was odd to me. Like, it was like I didn't expect it. Because I kind of expected this to be, like, the preemulary to the thing. There was a lot of, like, and here's what you didn't see. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting for me. I, I was neither for or against it. I, I too, was thinking, like, okay, well, this was, like, a failed mission, and so they have to send in some other people to do it. But I think that was more of a tell on Amanda Waller's character. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was yeah. the biggest purpose of that was showing, like, okay, we're going to have some super expandable people, and then I'm going to have my... My ace team. Yeah. Here on the other side. I really should stop putting Harley on the expendable team. <laughs> She's not in the expendables. <laughs> yeah, that's a completely different su- franchise with yeah, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I know. Um, the one thing I will say that we didn't actually mention that I did enjoy was the people in the room with Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I enjoyed that, that turnkey at the end. I know that... So, the... His, I remember his character's name was John, 
He's the only character whose name I remember because they say it a few times. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why I remember. But the big bearded guy, that's John. Uh, he and the other lady I know are supposed to be in the other, the Peacemaker thing. Um, but he was the on-set person for King Shark. Because oh. I knew that I knew that that was somebody was somebody else was doing the on-set thing for that, and Sylvester was just doing the voice. Uh, it's like what Sean Gunn does for Rocket. Mm -hmm. So I guess. I guess he likes doing that, of like having one person be there on set and then having another person do the voice. Well, I also think James Gunn just likes giving his brother a, a job that lasts. Yeah. Because, you know, he got his face moment in this movie, but spent most of it with CGI. Yeah. I uh, like, again, honestly, I really who hope did they. The, who did the, the, was there mocap for the starfish? And was it Sean Gunn? <laughs> I don't know. I, I should look into that and see who actually did it. Because I'm sure there was some form of motion capture uh but yeah again i i mean he i don't know if he was trying to do it as a throwaway thing or as like a i always give my brother a job but let's get someone else to give my brother a job mm -hmm. in with calendar man because i'm like dude because now use if him. you use it yeah it definitely should it. be him because i know he can and he's just such an interesting villain yeah and you know sean gun i enjoyed him on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so I am happy to see him be something else in a long setting. Yeah. Like, in, not in like a, a B-plot person, kind of like he is in Guardians. Yeah. But get to do more. I, uh, I also really liked Starro. I liked the design. I liked the concept and visuals of just starfish, like, parasitically attaching to people's faces mm -hmm. and everyone just having the singular eye and stuff. You like that butt? Yeah, the little starfish booty <laughs> yeah, was funny. Jiggle, jiggle. Yeah. But I, I will say, I didn't expect them to make me sad for the starfish. Like, the last line. I had a feeling just because, you know, it just seemed like, it very early on was just like, we found this thing in space and I'm like, yeah, something tells me, as always, humans were the garbage the whole time yes. and not really anything and America else. specifically. Yeah. There's lots of anything that has anything remotely sci-fi usually points the fingers back at humanity for being the worst. And who can blame them? Certainly not me. Nope. Certainly not you. And certainly not this movie. Nope. Uh, because speaking of the, one of the things I didn't really like, okay. I did and didn't like, because I know you're not a huge fan. I enjoy John Cena. I think he's fun. He's found his niche as an actor. And I just think he's fine. I enjoy him. He he works for me. Yep. <laughs> no, he works for me. Oh. I, I pay him. Where's that money? It all went to John Cena. <laughs> uh, another thing about John Cena in this movie is that I'm surprised anyone can see him because he's always invisible. So the fact that James Gunn was able to make him be seen on screen is a feat. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, there will be people that understood okay. what I just said. Anyway, I enjoy him. Did you see, nah? No, it's, it's a wrestling thing. Because oh, it makes it sound like it's going to be a play of like, Cena, you've seen, nah. That's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, hey, I can make my own context. <laughs> it's true. So I enjoy him. And from my he here, he, I enjoy <laughs> him. And apparently he is a good, is a good dude. Uh, I actually... I mean, I we all saw his turn coming, and it was something like you know we were expecting, 
uh, as the audience. Yes. I know the characters weren't, but we as yeah. an audience, I, I think he's very much set up to be like, well, yeah, of course, that dude's going to yep. betray and everything. Uh, the, the thing Curse that I, your inevitable betrayal. Yeah. The thing that I didn't like is, one, he killed off Rick Flagg, which that was... That was be, stupid. That was a bummer. I, like, I like their fight visually and everything, but, yeah, I was bummed they killed him off. And then he didn't die. Yeah, because he has to go be on HBO Max. And I'm just like, I don't... Because they want to make the boys. Like, they want to make the, like, really awful superhero. But it's, he's also, like... <sighs> but it's not even, like... He's At like, least the boys is an ensemble show. Yeah, but he's like an incel fantasy. Yeah, I, and that and they want to play to an audience that whatever. The difference. That's my opinion. The difference between Loki is like Loki's a bit more. Loki, you can tell he is self centered, but he has surprisingly lines. They tend to move depending on the movie, but he does have lines, and like he's also not human like in, yeah. and i don't mean that in like a things that are not human are horrible whatever i'm like no but he's raised in a different place his you know thoughts he's technically part frost giant yeah but like not even with that but like the ideas and like thoughts and how he has concepts of mortality and power and all the kind of stuff are different than earth whatever his name is peacemaker right yeah peacemaker, peacemaker is just a dude uh effing awful man yeah so i'm not really he's like the worst youtube comments so the thing is is like you know a show like that in order for it to uh have i think it's like eight six to eight episodes or something but in order to have something like that you know you have to or you would expect some kind of growth or something but i'm just like i'm it's not something i'm interested in even if you know, they try to give him a redemption. I'm like, oh, I don't want. Uh, if you're gonna watch it, you're watching it by yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't. Even, I can't even watch the boys, and I have fully expect that that's a better show. Yeah, but again, like that has a lot of different characters to like, you know, root for or not. And the thing with Peacemaker is just like, well, he's like the only character besides they're. It seems like they're bringing in two of the people from Amanda Waller's office, but I'm just like. <laughs> But, yeah. but like I, I'm not interested in his story. It's just like of all the, and it's again no zero offense to John Cena, but it's no, just John's, like here's the thing: John Cena played him perfectly. Yeah, and like, but it makes you not like him, not like him. And so I'm just like, why of all people does no? And and I hate the fake out at the end where they're like, ooh, who's alive? Who's it gonna be? I'm like. Yeah, well, and th that was the other thing, too, is that we already knew that there was a show about him, mm -hmm. and so it was just... Hey, that circles back around to, like, our last episode saying, stop announcing things if yeah. you want there to be a surprise. Yeah, and so I was just like, eh, whatever. But if we're talking about people who should get a show, I mean, the adventures of Ratcatcher 2 and Sebastian, yes. sign me up. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'd be good. Uh, I know that... With just as many cameos from Taika Waititi as what we do in the shadows. I think as the time of recording this, there were talks about Idris Elba was like, I want to do a some kind of prequel movie or show where I get to fight Superman because it's, yep. you know, he... Uh, Shot him with a... Kryptonite bullet. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need it, but I'm more interested in that because... You know. Oh yeah, because Idris Elba. 
Yeah. Also, that character was better. And you know, if you wanted to have, if there's some other movie down the line and they bring Bloodsport back, which it seems like he wants to do, yeah, go like, if you well, want like a rematch. His franchises between and... never seem to get picked up, so he's trying to find okay. one. I know, poor dude. Uh, but like, if you wanted to have them, you know, have a rematch or something, sure, freaking go for it. But yeah, anyway. I mean, I've talked many a time about my thoughts on Superman as a character, especially in like the, the live no, action No, I meant movie. Peacemaker. Like have him go against Peacemaker oh, again. Oh, I thought you were going to say Superman because you mentioned the Superman thing. Oh yeah, no, but I'm like, if they wanted, I'm saying I would be cool with that rather yeah. than an entire Peacemaker show. Yeah, I don't need a Peacemaker show. Oh, so I'm like, just tired thinking about it. Yeah. I'm saying he's he would fit fine as a villain. Yes. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just fun and just, you know, over the top. Like, it's definitely worth watching. I still think Birds of Prey is my favorite. I would agree. DC's thing, but this is cool. I think I would rank this probably below Shazam. Yeah. But above most other DC things i think for me i would put it below wonder woman the first wonder woman and shazam i think i agree with that yeah so maybe around the number four spot or something like that yep uh so but yeah i mean i also but also that's kind of where my list ends yeah <laughs> the <laughs> no i'll put like snyderverse i think is a fine like oh yeah that was five pretty, yeah that was or good. maybe like postscript yeah thing <laughs> But I something else I really enjoyed just from like, I mean, in in the context of the movie, the movie, it was, you know, it's super gross. But as like a production side, it was really funny to see Margot Robbie pop out of the inflatable pool. I was that gonna, is the eyeball. I, was, I knew you were going to talk about the eyeball, man, the the actual. uh so, like, when she went into the eyeball, one, I liked the, the through line with Flula's javelin. Yeah. Like, what am I holding it for? Something, you didn't tell me. I saw a thing that actually had the words written out. It was so fast that, like, you could almost miss it. But when she was like, uh, like, why do you have this javelin? And she, javelin, and she's like, I'm waiting for God. And then one of them says, Jesus Christ. And she said, yeah, him or anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just her jumping into it, I thought... Like, my eyes told me that that meant that the eyeball was made of water. Like, I thought it was like a pool, and so it did wasn't going to work. And yeah. then they go from the inside. And when you we get another little bit of that kind of, like, fantasy-esque visuals. But then you see, like, the edges that she broke floating, and then the wrath come in. And, like, visually, very cool. Also, just so gross. <laughs> just so gross. I mean, that is the line that James likes to do is that line between beautiful and gross yeah i mean it was the most gorgeous popped eye i've ever seen <laughs> but there was another thing um oh i really liked the rooftop scene where they're like interrogating the thinker and harley's like i am walking back oh, and forth that was so good yeah <laughs> i i wonder like how much she it from what i know like James allows for a little bit of improv. I think that seems to me to be with her a place where she really shines. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I just feel like you just got to let the camera keep rolling and just let her, you know, she seems like somebody, at least with this character to be one that's just like, okay, let's keep rolling. We'll do another take. Just say whatever the heck you want. Yep. I like 
if you cough without covering your mouth, you die. And then I'm like, dang, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm pretty sure most, well, I think some of it was shot. Like they went back and, and finished shooting, but I'm like, I don't know if that was something that was added in or not, but it definitely felt very pointed. Right. Though, like, that's also one of the best showings of where I feel like Harley and Flag were friends. Yeah. And I'm just like, honestly, pinpoint anything in this movie, killing Rick Flag, I think, was the stupidest decision. Like, I get you want, like, the tragic hero, whatever, but the fact that when you tie that to the fact that Peacemaker lives. And Rick doesn't. And Rick doesn't. Yeah. I'm just like, no, actually, I hate it. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, I I agree. Uh, was it... it drags the movie down just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. The other one I was kind of bummed about. He's a fatality. He did. They even did the zoom in yep. to the, like, your the anatomy thing and everything. Yep. Sorry, I had to point that out. No, yeah, that's good. Uh, I was just like, that would normally would be cool if it was for the other guy. Yep. That's what I remember thinking. Uh, but I was, I was kind of bummed about Captain Boomerang. Because, like, uh-huh. give Jai Courtney crap all you want. I actually enjoyed his character of Captain Boomerang. It's probably my favorite thing I've seen him do. Well, you haven't really got to see him in Spartacus. I know. So but... I enjoy I enjoy his Spartacus character a lot. Uh, I, I he looks him like some... Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Which is funny. Because Carl Urban has played Cupid. Nice. And, sorry. I, but, yeah. No, Tangentially like related. I, liked, I like him in some, some things that I've in i don't understand the push for him that was like a like 2015 to whatever it was like there were a few years where there was just like okay let's put jai courtney in every franchise oh, yeah, we can and see what divergent, sticks. Wasn't he? he was in divergent he was in terminator uh genesis uh, the one and, i never saw yeah i actually like that one as much I as mean, people say but i here's overall, the thing about divergent they cast really not my fave kind of dudes and i like jay like i said i at that point had already seen spartacus and like jay courtney but man the dudes in those movies <laughs> yeah, at least the but, ones i remember i i have so little recollection of those movies but yeah i i got no beef with the dude uh and i actually liked his captain boomerang he seemed to no like, i liked his captain boomerang they're too. like be your full australian self go go ham and have fun and so i was kind of bummed that he was among the uh immediate the slaughter yeah the immediate kill-offs do you want to say how you were correct oh yes post post-mortem yes <laughs> uh i th- i think you were too because i think you we both kind of called it same yeah so like you get the credit for this too we're gonna share this one okay so we were both this is a team that, effort show yes indeed uh can't leave you hanging unlike some of the people in this movie uh so we both were like, when we saw some of the cast list and stuff, we were like, I, I think Pete Davidson's going to be the first one to go. Yep. And then we watched the movie. And then and we're like, oh, drowns. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, I guess Pete Davidson's the second one to die. And then, and then he was. At the end, well, no. And then, yes, Pete Davidson was the second one to die. And then. Yeah. And then. Post-trip. Weasel. I mean, I'm sure that was, like, shortly after, or, like, not too long after the, the battle. When well, he... yeah, but I just meant we don't find out until... Yeah. Uh, Weasel survives Dives. and just kind of runs away. <laughs> and so I was like, ha-ha, as a great, uh, the great Captain Holt once said, vindication! <laughs> so we were right, and that Pete we Davidson were. was the first to go. As it should have been. Yeah. 
that that was weird. Like, here's the thing. It that battle and um specifically when they invade the rebel army and it's oh, sad yeah because they're like oh yeah those were kind of our teammates those were like the good guys <laughs> yeah and i wasn't the biggest fan of that those two moments were closer and like if i think too hard about the starfish thing i'm not thinking too hard about the starfish thing or else Don't. i'll end up crying like i did after jurassic world um but the those two scenes hit that same thing for me where which almost made me stop watching the harley quinn cartoon where they take the violence and gore just like a little too far for me to be able to like be comfortable with it and it just starts making me sad yeah i he's definitely someone who likes to push that that battery and just see where exactly that line is have i seen enough james gunn movies because i think i might have only seen guardians I know that like a lot of his movies really try to push that. Like, there's one uh, called Super with Rain Wilson, uh, who, when he was he was trying to find the person for that, that I think that's when he was still married to Jenna Fisher. Mm. James Gunn was married to Jenna Fisher, and she was like, "Hey, you should meet my buddy Rain Wilson. He's really good." And so that's what got. But it's like that superhero parody that really pushes the the gotcha. limit of violence and for sake of, you know all of that yeah so. okay because i really think my biggest exposure to james gunn movies is guardians and marvel won't let you do that yeah so and i think that's that's for the like they have for me that's for the better but like I, as someone who like i enjoy a good slasher movie there's a level where you take it from like cinematic to I am starting to think about the families of these people yeah. and all of that. And when you when you make me hit that level, I can't enjoy it anymore. I start crying, like at the end of Jurassic World. <laughs> I think uh, a movie that managed to do like the R-rated thing really well and handle the the blood and gore level to like the right amount was Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool had the right balance of. Like going there, but not going too far as to be uncomfortable for the sake of it. No, yeah, they they had they towed the line, and that's saying a lot. Like, it's like Big Mouth, where yeah. they can go too far for me. <laughs> uh, or Rick and Morty, even. Yeah, which man, they they've been they they passed it and then went back and like pointed out that they crossed it and just, yeah, no. Yeah, sorry, this is not a review of Rick and Morty. No, it's not. Uh, Maybe we'll do that. I have no idea. Yeah. Honestly, I probably won't remember enough. But, yeah, I mean, the, the beginning was fun. From what I hear, the people that were immediately off in the beginning had a blast. So they were just like, hey, I'm just here to have fun. Kill me off. Like, I mean, who cares? People need to acknowledge that, like, Flula is one of the biggest crossovers from YouTube into main culture. Like, people leave him off lists so much when they talk about people who have, like, transcended YouTube into, like, mainstream acting, whatever. I'm like, dude's been doing stuff. Dude is now yeah. in, like, this movie. He got to, like, have moments with Margot Robbie. It was funny. Yeah. It's like, who? It was like, just, for, the, for the sake of, just, like, smacking his, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, overall, I, I would give it, you know, probably for doing stars like four out of five eight out of ten somewhere around there for me personally i would give it 
I think depending on like where my focus is when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Anywhere from like a 3.5 to a 4. I think for me. Like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just like a little bit above with like the 7.5 yeah. to 8. It's more uh, like those couple scenes that made me like. Mm. Yeah, it's weird because like as I've taken a little bit of time to think about the movie. I there's... keep hearing B movie. <laughs> We should do a review on... The... <laughs> no, let's not. This is a review of the B-movie. Every time we say B-movie, we speed up. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of points uh, that, as I think about the movie, that make me like it more. Mm-hmm. And there are things that, I, when I think about it, make me like it less. And for me, the things that make me like it more outnumber those like handful of rough moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, so it, it is something that I, I keep thinking about. And since we watched it, I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it. And there are a lot of things that I'm like, you know what? I really liked that. But there are a few things I'm like, I, I really didn't. And I think that's okay. You know, yeah. I, I think, you know, I even I though it's a it, comic book. I think it hit more than it missed. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And the thing was like, even though it's a superhero movie, uh, I... I respect when filmmakers regard like whether or not I like or dislike, you know, when they try things and just try to see if something works or not and experiment and just go for something. I can respect that a lot more than I can just something that's super bland and just has nothing to offer. I agree to an extent. Like, I mean that in a sense of like, I'm going to try things to see if it works. And I'm not talking like a problematic sense. Yeah. And but like, like a in pushing... a stylistic way. Yeah. Hey, like WandaVision. Yes. Yes. And that's the one that like, <laughs> just, if it was a home run derby, just it kept just knocking keeps out. It just keeps on giving. It keep, keep, keeps on going. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean like in a general sense and not a talking about like a problematic kind of way and like a i just mean like as a filmmaker trying things and like you know let's 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 go for it and see if this works and so i would much rather see something to that effect than something that's really bland i agree with that so i have my exceptions but i will in general say i agree with that yeah and and again i'm not going into territory of like things that are not okay okay the one that sticks out in my mind is like the one i just can't agree with is quentin tarantino and I'm like, oh, yeah. who is like applauded as like trying things and going there and whatever. I just he, don't enjoy it. No, I mean, I like most of his movies, but the dude has a formula and a half. Mm-hmm. He and very much sticks like to his And people like to formula. say he doesn't. Yeah, no, he definitely Sorry. has a formula. This was this is not a review of my opinions of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, ultimately, I think if you're a, a filmmaker it's good to do different things every time instead of just hit the same note over and over yep. and know exactly what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, any other things you wanted to, to cover with us and then you didn't, I just, I really, I, I really hope that this kind of launches. I mean, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I know she wants to take a break and stuff. She, she's already golden and she's, producing stuff she's busy she's in everything but i really hope this is the the launch of daniela melchior's career because she was really good she was so good i enjoyed her so much like the fact that she it was her first english movie is just really impressive because she just 
She was just she so hit good. every note that yeah. she needed to hit, and then some. Like I also, you can buy her jacket from Hot Topic, nice. and it's really nice. Nice. I just... oh, can I can I say one thing? Yeah. I was right. They are going with the torn skirt option at Hot Topic. <laughs> that was the question that was plaguing was, Amy's mind throughout the whole movie. It's one of those things where I know that like her universe and Hot Topic are going to do a collection on Suicide Squad because they do it on everything with like Birds of Prey and every other whatever Marvel DC movie that comes out. And they have that red dress for Harley Quinn. I'm like, I know they're going to sell it. Are they going to sell it full or pre-torn? Because I'm going to bet you they're going to charge more. For pre-torn, and I was right. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're talking Vindication. about vacation. We're talking about the good things about Ratcatcher too. But yeah, anything that from this, like you would like to see more of, or if they, you know, continue with it. I think her mostly. I hope this allows for more like birds of prey kind of style things because I really enjoy that. I hope that Rick Flag comes back to life in the Peacemaker show and actually like stabs him in the head because <laughs> that would be vindication um i like idris elba's character a lot and like his relationship with his daughter and i think like if they made a movie just about him having it be like a a buddy movie where he has to like interact with his daughter would be nice rather than just having her be like a side yeah that was like copy and paste from the first suicide squad movie i don't even remember it was like oh the because Deadshot was like, well, the, the marksman character is a bad dude learning to not be bad. And the proof is in his daughter who he disappoints. And, oh, look, he saved the world. Now maybe he's going to be a better dad. Well, I don't even remember the daughter from that movie. So. Yeah, but. I I remember this one, but I also, I'm a, like, I like her. Uh, the lady who played the. Uh, Storm Reed, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I do believe so. I liked the fact when they were just like yelling at each other on the phone. It was really funny because she was just like right there with him the whole time. Yep. That like, that's what I mean. Like I really enjoyed her. So like I would take a movie or something of them working out their stuff. Um, I enjoyed that people were like, oh no, Amanda Waller's taking this a little too far (laughs) and had that. And so, yeah, I mean like classic Waller, man, just going that too far she's she's some i mean once again i mean viola davis come on she's she's great she's just like she in that part is just effortless like she doesn't have to do anything and she's super intimidating and super just i don't know she was she has presence she's just the perfect person for that part yep because she's just like i will no hesitation yep but yeah uh, the only hesitation that she had at the end was because, well, I can't succeed in this mission if I kill everybody. Okay, I thought about it. I'm still going to kill everybody. Yep. <laughs> but she had to think about it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. No. I, I agree on all that. I think um, while Harley's presence in this movie felt contractually obligated mm-hmm. and just like, a, well, she was in the first one and was like the big success of that. Uh, movie was having her she has to be here so it just kind of felt like we had I, to have it. she was just just immediately like kidnapped from her bra- birds of prey storyline mm-hmm. and just kind of thrown in back to this so i there wasn't really much of a through line it was just kind of like oh yep i got caught i'm back and right well that the the one thing is i can't tell where this takes place in any sort of timeline 
I mean, it seems to still be after Birds of Prey. Her, but her hair is different again, and so like, I think so because like the tattoo was removed. Yeah, they said that um, James and Margot both disliked the rotten tattoo, so they took it out. Yeah. So like, there's the tattoo removal. The hair it would have to be long enough for her hair to grow that long, um, and all that. But I'm just like, then why did they let her wander around free during Birds of Prey? Yeah. Oops, it, sorry, I haven't eaten people. <laughs> but yeah, it just it, it wasn't a huge deal. It just kind of felt like she was kind of plucked from her oh, yeah. own thing because she had to be in this one. But it's just like, well, if we're going to have her, we're going to use her and she was I mean, she's she's, she's always a, a show stealer. I mean, she's so she, talk about another person that's like perfectly cast for like the live action thing. She she was so good and so like, you know, I know she wants to take a break, but whenever you're ready, give me some more birds of prey. Yeah. Just all the way. Uh, but yeah, please bring that, Black I, Canary. Yes. I uh, agree with all the other things that I, I want to see. So I know, I think he's, I mean, he has to go do Guardians next, but it seems like he's still interested in what he set up. And so there might be some more, I don't know if it's Suicide Squad or they give him something else because it seems like people are like, you give James Gunn the keys and they're like, oh, wow, he drives really well. All right. You want to keep doing this? Yeah. So I think uh, I think he's interested and I think, you know, they want to keep him around. So, yeah, I will say the one thing that I liked. As like a, a wrap up with Harley mm-hmm. is when you say like she felt like she was plucked from Birds of Prey. I liked that it didn't feel regressive yep. to the Birds of Prey Harley. Yeah. Like. She still had her baggage when it comes to Joker, but, you know, they subverted her falling for another bad guy. They subverted her needing to be rescued. And, like, any time it felt like they were going to fall into the trap that it felt like she was in with, like, the first movie. Or, like, my worry of, like, when people come back from a female-directed film to a male-directed film and have all the problems. Yeah, I mean, uh, spoiler alert for the 30 after credit scenes of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, she was just killed off off screen. And it was just like, okay, so you don't care about Harley Quinn. Yep. But the people actually using her do, mm-hmm. thankfully. Yes. Yeah. I should have said, I'm glad you pointed that out because I, I totally agree. Uh, so at least if she's going to be, you know, in another set uh, corner of the franchise that she, it seems she to be feels the, the same. Corner. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And not... The depression verse. Yep. Anyway, that's really all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, look, it's fun. You know, everyone, I, I we, we heard nothing but good things about it and saw it. I agree. It's fun. It's definitely worth seeing. It's it's a good time. It's ridiculous. Uh, James Gunn did a good job. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I guess DC just needs to keep stealing people from Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the thing. So. So. Let us know if you liked the movie, what your favorite parts were, were there parts that you didn't like, did you not like the movie, anything and everything like that, you can talk to us all across the internet, where I am A. Marie by the Sea on all of the things. I'm Case Crusader and all the things. One thing before I, I forgot I, yeah. to mention is uh, I was bummed about Polka Dot Man's death just because it was, I, I saw it coming. I was like, well, this is it, buddy. Uh, but it seemed like he was interested in the actual Milton. Mm-hmm. Cause some people are like, Oh, it's blood sports real. And they're like, no, that's the joke is that it's not. 
unless his name is also Milton. But it seemed like he was interested. I'm like, oh, all our, our 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 character may have feelings for another man, and then dead. I'm like, ah. I mean, it was also in addition to liking his character, yes. but yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah, I agree. But you know, it's not a bummer. The rest of our episodes of our podcast. So it's true. We try to keep things upbeat here, and you can find all of our episodes from all of our almost 90 episodes of this podcast on things like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and pretty much anyone that sources their podcast via any of those, which are most podcast services. Hey, and you know, we we say it a lot, not every time, but something we we mention a lot is like, we want to hear from you, which we... We always do, but let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, for real, do you ninety like- episodes—that's close to a hundred. So maybe for the hundredth episode, you should decide what we talk about. That would be you know? really cool. If there's some like a game we haven't played in a while, you want us to bring back or something, just let us know. Either way, we just like hearing from your faces that we can't see. It's true. Sometimes we can see them because you talk to us on Twitter and you have icons. That's true. So sometimes I think that I'm talking to a loaf of bread. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I want bread. Hi, I'm going to go get food. So thank you for listening. You can listen to Talk Nerdy to Me Baby most Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we hope you will tune in again. Share this with your friends. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.